Every haunted place has a story with a dark past. This is Ghost Encounters Podcast. Due to the graphic and violent things discussed on this episode, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back, all you spooky people, to the 15th episode of the second season of Ghost Encounters Podcast. I am paranormal investigator Justin Torok. And I'm Jordan, the group scientist. So spring has finally sprung. Jordan, I know you are hating this weather. No, I literally hate hot weather. It's horrible. Horrible! I want to die! Jordan literally sleeps with the window open and a fan (laughs) on in the middle of winter. It smells nicer in the cold. It's also freezing. It's gross in the heat. Like, it smells bad. It's hot. And I sweat. Not good. Look, you know know I hate the heat, too. But the weather actually is kind of nice out here now. If you say so. Well, with the nice weather, sometimes it's fun to get out there, explore nature, go for walks. But I wouldn't suggest walking through any haunted forests. The haunted forest is a place that seems to exist in a different dimension where the trees grow taller than any human can reach and the shadows are darker than the night sky. The trees creak and groan in the wind, and their branches reach out like skeletal fingers, beckoning unsuspecting travelers to come closer. The mist that hangs heavy in the air obscures the path, and the rustling of leaves and snapping of twigs can be heard all around. The forest seems to pulse with an eerie energy, and those who dare venture into its depths do so at their own risk. Many legends surround the haunted forest with tales of ghosts, witches, and other malevolent spirits lurking among the trees. Some forests were cursed by an ancient civilization, and the spirits of those who perished within its boundaries still haunt the area to this day. Others are a gateway to another realm, a place where the veil between the living and the dead is thinnest. There are those who have attempted to explore the forest, armed with nothing but the sense of adventure and burning curiosity, but few have returned to tell the tale. Those who do often speak of strange occurrences such as sudden drops in temperature, unexplained noises, and the feeling of being watched by unseen eyes. Some have even claimed to have seen apparitions of long-dead travelers, beckoning them deeper into the forest. But it's not just the supernatural that makes a haunted forest such a forbidden place. The forest itself seems to be alive with its tangled roots and twisted branches forming a labyrinth maze that can trap the living. The ground is treacherous, with hidden pitfalls and deep ravines that can swallow up even the most experienced hiker. Despite its reputation of a place of terror, there are still those who seek the haunted forest, drawn by the allure of the unknown. But whether they find what they're looking for or not, one thing is certain. They will never forget the feeling of dread that grips them as they take each step into the shadows of the trees. For the haunted forest is a place where the living and the dead converge, and where the boundaries of reality and fantasy are blurred. It's a place where the brave dare to tread, but where the foolish are consumed by the darkness. Jordan, what was the first haunted forest that you looked up? So I chose to do a more local approach with my story and do the Pine Barrens. Where are the Pine Barrens? They're in New Jersey. Oh, not too far from here. Yeah, so the 1.1 million acre Pinelands Natural Reserve stretches south and west from northern Ocean County and makes up 22% of New Jersey's total land mass. 22%? Yeah. This forest takes up 22%. And at one point That's it huge. was even bigger, yeah, back in the day. Wow. So it's bigger than Yosemite or the Grand Canyon National Park. I thought that was crazy. I never would have thought that. Yeah, same. That's crazy. European settlers found the sandy acidic soil unsuitable for farming and left the land largely untouched. 
By far, the most famous story about the Pine Barrens is the Jersey Devil, also known as the Leeds Devil. I am shocked that the Jersey Devil is playing a big part in this forest story. That's pretty yeah, cool. This is going to be so much fun because I have been trying to segue some, some cryptids right into this podcast <laughs> for a while now. So the legend goes that Mother Leeds was in labor with her 13th child with no medical professionals and um they they thought that she was a witch so that they wouldn't like come and help her at all because oh. they didn't want to be a part of anything so they lived right. in the middle of nowhere in this woods um the family was poor and couldn't afford the 12 children that they already had now so on the night the 13th child was born it was reported that she cried tears of blood and felt like she was being eaten from the inside out Ooh. yucky in her pain state, she yelled through the Pine Barren Forest, let this one be the devil. Oh. Yeah. So when the baby or creature, whatever you want to call it, came into the world, it had cloven black hooves, talons, a forked tail, wings of a bat, and the head of a goat. Creepy. With that? <laughs> We're not saying anything. <laughs> she literally gave birth to some kind of devilish creature imagine being yeah. pregnant you've already had 12 children the 13th one comes out and it's a weird it's being literally has hooves <laughs> wings talons a tail yeah that's just a part of the folklore though so we're not sure um so after the creature let out an ear-piercing cry it flew up the chimney escaping deep into the forest so the origin story has a bunch of variations, as we know from every folklore, every cryptid story. Mm -hmm. One being that the creature wasn't born as this bat-like thing at all, um, but maybe possibly as an innocent baby, but slowly became the creature that it was described as. Okay. According to sources, this mother Leeds may have actually existed. In a will dated February 5th, 1736, a man named Jafet Leeds had a wife, Deborah Leeds, who bore 12 children. And wow. they were all recorded. So, so part of the story is actually true. Yeah, yeah. People have did the deep dive and have found out that there was actually, there's still people from the Leeds line that live in Jersey to That's this crazy. day. That's crazy. Concrete evidence of the 13th child has been hard to find. Most scholars research this story back to the turn of the 18th century when Quakers and Native Americans lived in the Pine Barrens together. Well. Due to the language barrier and differences in customs caused some tension, obviously, between the two groups of people. And during this time, the Quakers must have seen the Native Americans performing their own spiritual rituals. They believed a being kept nature in balance by punishing those trying to ruin the forest. And this said being also sounded visually close to how the Jersey Devil looked with fur and like a black and red face. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the Quakers viewed Native Americans as devil-worshipping savages, which we all know from reading history books that, that that's they... That's not the case. Obviously, yeah. That's a bullshit lie. Around the 1960s, people really tried to search for the creature, and a spike in sightings then started. They also started in the 1990s, too, obviously, the stuff that we see now. Yeah. But local residents reported hearing screams at all hours of the night, and even after police looked into it, they couldn't figure out where the sounds were coming from. Oh, that's... Imagine living out there, just hearing, like, yeah. screams it, throughout the night. Like, you live in a forest, you must hear some sort of... Like, you must get some, like, regular screams that you're used to hearing. Yeah. But then I this mean, one must have stuck out for them yeah. to be like, hey, 911, help me. I mean, female foxes sound terrifying. But, yeah, that's very true. They yeah. do freaking... But you can... You know the difference. Yeah. They must have definitely been like, um, something new is out there. 
During this time, a circus owner put up flyers for a $100,000 reward for anyone to be able to catch the Jersey Devil for him, which I thought was an obscene amount of money, especially for the time frame. Like, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And how does a circus owner have that much money? Exactly. But I'm sure he'd want to... There's going to be a creature he wants for a circus. It's going to be the Jersey Devil. Yeah, well... Especially since there were so many sightings apparently happening, I could see why he's like, give it to me now. Like, I right. need it right now. <laughs> <laughs> in 1972, a New Jersey resident claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil. She said a figure crossed the road about 25 feet behind her car and described it as having thick legs like a goat and a huge woolly head. Mm. I would shit my pants if right. I saw like some weird-ass creature just flying across. Because I'm always looking through my windows, <laughs> too. So if I just saw like a shadowy figure go like even remotely close to my car, I'm flipping shit. Yeah, but what even could that be? Like, exactly. Even if you saw something different, what could that be? I don't know what could really run out other than like a bear or something. Like, like do they what, have like they probably have black it, bears down there, right? Yeah, black bears in Jersey, definitely. But what else is going to be that? I'm talking large. like I'm not a local or some shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, and move fast enough for you to like move your line of vision to look at it. Yeah. In 1980, a chief ranger officer was called to a South Jersey farm where pigs were slaughtered. Their bodies were scratched and torn, and the backs of their heads were eaten. Oh. So they were mutilated. There were no footprints or blood trails, making people believe the flying Jersey Devil was the culprit. Because obviously it flies, so it doesn't it's not gonna leave be a anything trail, right? yeah, behind. During the week of January 16th to the 23rd, 1909, newspapers published hundreds of claimed encounters with the Jersey Devil from all over South Jersey and the Philadelphia area. Wow, it went all the way down to Philadelphia. Yeah, and then as we go, I'm pretty sure it like says something like even to Maryland and like other wow. places like that. So among these alleged encounters were claims that the creature attacked a trolley car in Haddon Heights and a social club in Camden. There was even a report of police supposedly trying to shoot the creature with no, like it obviously didn't affect him. Other reports of creatures resembling the Jersey Devil were reported throughout South Jersey and as far as Delaware and Western Maryland. Wow. So it's reaching out this. pretty far. <laughs> they were seeing this thing. There's everywhere. an actual police report of them shooting this creature? That's I, crazy. Yeah, apparently, according to a bunch of sources, they have like so much documented like people calling in from all over the place about this thing. It's crazy. Yeah. During this time, it is rumored that the Philadelphia Zoo posted a $10,000 reward for the creature. I thought that was really fun that, like, even... So I could understand the circus, but the zoo, no, too? Zoo, what's it? <laughs> like, they were, like... The zoologists were probably, like, shaking in their little boots. They're like, we gotta discover a new creature. Right. <laughs> the offer prompted a variety of hoaxes, including a kangaroo equipped with artificial claws and bat wings. Oh <laughs> I'm sure there's pictures online of that. There are hundreds of videos and pictures of the Jersey Devil online today. Some believing and some obviously not. Yeah. <laughs> the only way to believe is if you see it for yourself, I'm assuming. Like, I would not want to see the Jersey Devil because I feel like it's really spooky looking. It's quite huge. Yeah. I know when I was doing other research, people were literally describing it as like a seven foot creature. Wow. So I definitely would not want to see that. So I'd want to see it from a distance, but not yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> too close up. I wouldn't mind seeing it like flying a little away from me, but not like over my fucking car or anything yeah. like that. The Jersey Devil isn't the only known thing to haunt the Pine Barrens. Two other figures are also seen in or near the forest, one being a black dog and the other being a golden-haired girl. Mm. 
According to more folklore and local legend, a small boy owned a black dog, and both were killed by pirates. And I saw when I was doing some research that they also said it may have been Blackbeard. Really? Yeah, I thought that that was really cool. I just wanted to add that little tidbit in there. (laughs) (laughs) Now the dog haunts the beach and the forest of the Pine Barrens as a good omen. Oh, okay. That'd be nice to see a little cute dog ghost. Hey, buddy. You want to come home and play with my I'd be sad I couldn't pet it. I know, that's (laughs) true. Aw, why'd you ruin the moment for me? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> the golden-haired girl lost the love of her life, apparently, the story goes, to a storm at sea, and now her ghost roams the forest, mourning the loss of her loved one. Of course, forever searching. I know. I feel like a lo- that that goes for like a lot of like sad women in white ghosts. Yeah. They're just really sad out Especially there. Especially ones by the ocean. There's yeah. always like longing for their um, lost love that was killed at sea. Yeah. She is often said to be keeping the company of the Jersey Devil. Really? Um, and people are unsure why that is. I thought maybe she's trying to be the mother figure that the Jersey Devil never got. Well, you put a nice twist to that. I know. I wanted to I wanted to try to make... Jersey Devil's kind of scary looking, so I wanted to say, like, maybe <laughs> it's like a Phantom of the Opera type thing. <laughs> like, you know, like, he's right. ugly, but he has this cute lady that loves him. <laughs> I don't know. I want to put a little twist on things. So, obviously, this could be a hoax or um, have a logical explanation. You know, the 13th child could have just been kept a secret because of birth defects. We've talked about that on a bunch of podcasts. Yep. Because back in this day, um, with the dates and everything, the Salem Witch Trials was going on. Yeah. So, obviously, that trickled down to other places, and they probably, when this baby was born, they were probably just like, she's a witch, kill the kid, or keep the kid hidden Right. They thought they were witches. Now, here comes a 13th child yeah so like all devil stuff yeah surrounding it so and that's the story of the pine barrens well that's really cool i'm really happy that you picked a place that was more local that we actually have like not too far away from us yeah that was that was awesome i and it's really really bad of me so i'm terrible at geography so me i always thought that the pine barrens was somewhere else so to find out that it was just in jersey i'm like i'm totally doing this story today (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to take a trip across seas to Oxfordshire, England. Okay. Deep within the heart of England, there lies a forest unlike any other. A place of eerie stillness where the rustling of leaves and the whispering of the wind seem to carry a sinister undertone. This is Witchwood Forest, a place where legends are born and nightmares come to life. Ooh, spooky. (laughs) The true terror of Witchwood Forest lies in the things that cannot be seen. Spine-tingling sounds echo through the trees and the whispers of long-dead spirits who still haunt the land. The thundering hooves of invisible horses can be heard at night, their ghostly riders racing through the forest in search of their next victim. And if that wasn't enough to give you chills, others have reported sightings of a horse-drawn carriage filled with crying children who disappear as quickly as they appeared. Could you imagine going through a forest and all of a sudden you see a horse-drawn carriage of crying children? And then it just disappears. I would run full send <laughs> right the fuck out of that forest, <laughs> to be honest with or you. Or being through a forest and you hear the, the hooves of horses. Yeah. Like chasing you almost in the forest. That's creepy. That's super creepy. Yeah. Now, some say that the ghost of Amy Robsart, the wife of Earl of Lycaster, still wanders these woods. Her deformed and twisted body of her spirit can still be seen. Robsart mysteriously broke her neck and died in 1560. She broke her neck, apparently by falling down a flight of stairs that was only eight steps. Hmm. Her body was twisted and deformed. 
That doesn't seem I, right. I, I call foul play. Yeah. Years later, her husband encountered her ghost in Witchwood while on a hunting trip. Her spirit told the Earl that he would join her in the afterlife in just a few days. And as promised, he fell ill shortly after the encounter and quickly died. Local legend says that anyone who encounters the ghost of Amy in Witchwood Forest will befall the same fate as the departed Earl of Lycaster. That's a badass story. I mean, I definitely don't want to see Amy. Sorry. You definitely don't want to encounter her Sorry, in that Amy. forest. Basically, if you see her, you're just going to die soon. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's a good story. I like that story. Well, we're going to stroll through a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to have more Haunted Forests. The Spooky Shop is now open for Ghost Encounters merch. Visit ghost-encounters.com and click on Spooky Shop. This episode is brought to you by The Colony Meadery. If you haven't tried mead yet, it's alcohol made from honey, and it's the fastest growing alcoholic beverage in the United States. It's all natural, totally gluten-free, and delicious. And one of the best meaderies in the world is right here in the Lehigh Valley. Stop in and try a flight of meads, grab some bottles or cans to go, and experience some of the best booze in the world. They've got flavors ranging from tart and quaffable lemon laws and Wu-Tang Cran to cinnamon vanilla series of tubes and even the sweet heat of their mango habanero. Learn more at either location or at colonymeadery.com. Ghost Encounters podcast and show is sponsored by Phoenix Fire Media. Bring the heat to your online presence with their expert social media marketing, photography, and video productions. Visit phoenixfiremedia.com. If all you spooky people are enjoying the Ghost Encounters podcast, hit subscribe and give us five stars. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Ghost Encounters PA. To watch full episodes of the Ghost Encounters show, visit ghost-encounters.com. Okay, well, we did not get lost. We are back. Jordan, what was the next haunted forest that you looked up? So I broke up two different places into like little mini stories. Okay, cool. Little mini like uh, research. So the first one is the Devil's Tramping Ground in North Carolina. So you talk about the Jersey Devil and the Pine Barrens and now you do and now you do the Devil's Tramping Ground. <laughs> into the Devil apparently right now. Sorry guys. <laughs> Deep in the North Carolina woods about 50 miles south of Greensboro, there is a mysterious circle where plants and trees will not grow nor any animals cross its path. Hold on, I have to stop you there because my next story has something extremely similar in its forest. Ooh, a I can't wait to hear. A huge circle of land that nothing can grow. I wonder why that happens. I don't know. But continue, I'm, I'm okay. excited. Yeah, me too. The reason could be because of the 40-foot clearing found in the woods. That, like, I'm sorry, if I'm walking through the woods and I just stumble on an area that's open and, like, right, just all weirdly of a sudden there's dead no trees. things and, like, stuff like that, I, I don't even know if I would walk into it. Like, I think I would be a little, like, spooked <laughs> out, just be like... I'm gonna go back. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna right? turn back. <laughs> go around it. Yeah, exactly. Apparently, this clearing is where the devil comes to stomp and dance every night, according to the local legends. The area has built up quite an eerie reputation over the years, with people claiming to see red eyes glowing there at night and placing their belongings in the circle at night to only have it thrown back out in the morning. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I'd be like, um, who messed? So something's throwing it out of there. Yeah, like it's why? Be the devil. It's got to be the devil. They're clearing their dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> that's a cool That's a cool take on it, though. Yeah. You like, know? 
The I devil's wonder, going there to dance and stomp around. I was reading up on this just to do like a little quick thing, and I wonder if there's any like paranormal research like shows that have been there. there. Yeah, I may do Maybe some Maybe we research. should go. I will try. <laughs> no, I mean, if I only see glowing red eyes at night, that's enough for me to be like, fuck yeah, the devil's here, let's go. Like, you know, like, but no, I feel like that would be a good place to go. It's not really that spooky, I don't think. It's not like you're, you're like, in a house where they could lock the doors behind you. Listen, I've done a couple investigations outside, one of which was in a forest. Is it scary? It's pretty, it's pretty eerie, because literally... Like you don't have the the feeling of safety of having uh, of being in a shelter. You're oh, okay. literally it's out like the, in the opposite elements. of what I just said too. By the way, <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of. I mean, you're literally out in the elements, so you're not only worried about whatever paranormal stuff is around you, but now you got you know wild animals and stuff oh, shit. wandering I didn't around think of that. too. Look at me, I'm like, yeah, fuck <laughs> the animals. I'm scared of the ghosts. Like, yeah, but <laughs> a fucking bear could come and eat my ass. Like, yeah, but you were in Sequoia, that group in uh, middle yeah, school, and yeah, you yeah, always yeah. went out camping and hiking. Yeah, and stuff I feel like, that, like maybe maybe I just like you're the professional paranormal ghost like, encounter <laughs> guy. So like me, I'm just like, haha. It's nice. I see the moon, the stars. You know, like I haven't like yeah. got the ghost part of like ghost hunting it, as much as it you does have. make it hard because you have the rustling of trees, yeah, twig snapping. Spooky. You oh. do have other animals walking around, so it's like you have to de- determine what's nature and what's yeah. supernatural. So it kind of makes it a little difficult. I yeah. see. Um, but we did some get some really cool stuff. The one I'm really thinking of is Hex and Cough Rock. Oh yeah. The episodes on the YouTube channel. Go watch and check it out. Where, you know, witches would gather and stuff like that. And yeah. we're literally out in the open. And that's local, right? That's, that's right local. There. That's only, that's in Easton. That's only 20, oh, wow. 20 minutes from here. I didn't know it was Easton. Yeah. But, well, I'm not going there anyway, <laughs> so it don't matter. <laughs> well, anyway, if you want to see an actual investigation in a haunted forest, go to the YouTube channel. You can find it on our website, ghost-encounters.com. Check out Hex and Cough Rock. What was the next one that you researched? So the second mini research that I did was on Yosemite National Park in California. It's beloved for its epic waterfalls and giant sequoia groves, but there are areas of the park that might give you a different kind of emotion. For example, some visitors who have hiked the Chilnualna Falls trailhead reported hearing the distinct sound of someone crying. Native American folklore claims that the cries are from a boy who drowned in a nearby lake. And now his spirit calls out for help, but any hikers who venture to that lake get pulled under the water and drown. Ooh. That's really that's scary. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another Native American legend claims that some of the waterfalls in the park are haunted by an evil wind. I've never heard of that before. Okay. That draws people to the edge of the falls and then blows them off the cliff. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. Native Americans scare me. Some of their, like, their legends really in there. Cool. Yeah, like, sometimes you could do, like, a real... But they have, like... The skinwalker stuff, too, yeah. that, like, could be kind of related in this aspect, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And they have some really, really cool stories. I do. thought that it was cool that it was all Native American folklore in that area. Yeah, I like that. That's really cool. Yeah. Very Two very, very cool stories. Just short and sweet. I liked it. Yeah. Well, now we're going to take a trip over to Romania, and I'm going to talk about the Hoya Bashu Forest. Deep within the heart of Transylvania, nestled among the towering peaks of the Carpathian Mountains, lies Hoya Bashu Forest a place of unspeakable terror and otherworldly wonder. Often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania, this mysterious forest has been haunted for centuries with tales of ghosts, witches, and supernatural beings haunting its shadowy depths. The history of Hoyabashu Forest is shrouded in mystery with little known about its origins or the people who once called it home. 
Some believe that the forest was once a sacred site used by ancient civilizations for religious ceremonies and rituals. Others speculate that it was once the site of a great battle or a place of refuge for those fleeing prosecution. But whatever its origins, the forest has become infamous for its strange and terrifying phenomena. Even the Hoyabashu forest trees themselves are an enigma, as these 200-year-old trees seem to be young, and most of them are twisted at the trunk, or an unusual shape. Some of them are, like, twisted right away, and yeah. others, like, start to grow up normally, and they just literally like, almost take a 90-degree turn and reach yeah. out. You just showed me a picture of that one um, where it's just, like, straight up hit a 90-degree angle as yeah. it was growling. it's weird. That's and, crazy. And, like, if you look at some of the pictures, they literally look like the fingers of some, like, weird, twisted, like, skeletal demon Ugh. reaching out for unsuspecting travelers. You're scaring me! Visitors... <laughs> Visitors have reported a variety of bizarre experiences. From the feeling of being watched by unseen eyes, to sudden drops in temperature, and unexplained noises echoing through the trees. The forest is also known for inexplicable disappearances and reappearances such as the case of a missing woman who suddenly reappeared in the forest with a 15th century coin in her pocket. What the fuck? This is where it comes into play why it's called the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. One of the most disturbing incidents was the disappearance of a shepherd and his 200 sheep what? who vanished with added trace, never to be seen again. What the hell? How? Imagine a man no and 200 sheep gone without a trace. In another shocking case, a five-year-old girl disappeared, only to reappear five years later wearing the same clothes and without having aged one day. How? Like, how? Some people say that this forest literally is like another dimension or something. I believe it. Like, that's crazy. How do you, how do you explain that? Like, how does science explain that stuff away? You can't. Perhaps the most famous ghost sighting in the Hoyabashu forest occurred in 1968 when a man named Emil Barnia claimed to have captured a photograph of a ghostly apparition while exploring the forest. The photo which shows a blurry figure surrounded by mist has become one of the most famous pieces of paranormal evidence in the world. But ghostly apparitions and disappearances are just the tip of the iceberg when it comes to the supernatural activity that occurs in the forest. Perhaps the most famous feature of the Hoyabashu forest is the clearing at its heart, which is called the Circle of Trees. This area is said to be the portal to another dimension or an alien landing spot. What a clever name. Sorry, I had to jump in right there. The <laughs> I showed you the photos. Trees. Doesn't it yeah, look weird? It, yeah. It's literally just a circle of nothingness. It's eerie because it's like, what happened there? Why is that there? Right. It looks like it shouldn't be there. Yeah, it, it does not belong. Because the forest is so dense around it when the trees are grown in. And then yeah. just to have that open space. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it's, it's very bizarre looking. The circle of trees is a particular part of the forest that is free of vegetation and formed into a, almost a perfect circle. The soil of this vegetation-free area has been tested and no anomalies were found that would prevent any plant growth. Wow, that's even crazier. Right? The forest gained popularity in the 1960s when a biologist, Alexandru Sift, took several photographs of a flying object hovering in the sky just above the forest. Aliens! And guess where... It was said that the craft was hovering over the circle of trees. What the heck? Yeah, so that's why people think that it's like an alien landing spot, because like, animals just always land there. Yeah, and then the trees would never grow. Exactly. <gasps> Weird, <Aliens>. right? <laughs> I gotta go sit there and wait. <laughs> Take me with you, aliens! Many visitors have reported strange lights and other bizarre phenomena in the area, 
Some have even claimed to have actually encountered extraterrestrial beings in the forest with reports of strange humanoid creatures lurking among the trees. These beings are said to be able to move through solid objects appearing and disappearing at will. What the hell is going on in this forest? A lot. The supernatural activity in Hoyabashu Forest is not limited to the circle of trees, however. Visitors have reported seeing strange symbols carved into the bark of the trees. And some have even claimed to have seen ghosts and apparitions of long-dead soldiers and peasants. Others have reported hearing the sounds of children laughing and playing, despite there being no visible evidence of any other people around. The forest itself is an eerie and foreboding place, with trees that grow tall and twisted, and shadows that seem to move on their own accord. Many visitors have reported feeling the sense of unease and dread while walking through the forest, and some have even claimed to have been physically pushed or touched by an unseen force. Despite the overwhelming evidence of paranormal activity in the Hoyabashu forest, there are still those who brave its eerie depths in search of answers. But those who venture into the forest do so at their own risk, for it's a place where the living and dead converge, and where the boundaries between reality and fantasy are blurred. If you die in the forest, you'll be trapped between life and death. The forest will become your tomb. Oh, hell no. That's cr- I- I'm just so, like, mind-blown that, th- like, I didn't really hear about this forest until today. Like, you've you've brought it up, but I didn't know how in-depth things are there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Obviously, I love Transylvania and Romania and things like that. And uh, I was really excited to do this one because this is, it's such a creepy place. Yeah. Like, even if you look at the pictures, it just looks like a, a forest you would not want to walk into. But see, <laughs> me being, like, on a scientific standpoint, I'm immediately like, why are the, the trees not growing there? Why are these things happening? Like, you know, and like you, you try to like, the why, why, whys are just yeah. building as the stories go There's on. There's no explanation for it. Yeah. Anything. That's insane. Sorry, I'm like so shocked. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> well, I would like to ask the listeners a question. Let us know which forest you would want to venture into. Ooh, it's open for discussion. Yes, it is. Well, I hope you all enjoyed our stroll through these haunted forests. But now it's time for the part of the podcast for spooky fan stories. Woohoo! Spooky fan story. Jordan, who do we have today? So today we have a fan by the name of Nerdy Noodle. Nerdy Noodle. Okay. I love that so much. You know what? I'm always looking at this. Nerdy Noodle. I know Nerdy Noodle. She is a great video game streamer. She's hilarious. I suggest everyone go check her out. Yeah, she left her um, Twitch handle in here, so I'm assuming we could put that in our show notes. Awesome, too. yeah. So her story goes, Hi, Ghost Encounters. I'm Nerdy Noodle, a variety Twitch streamer, and I love listening to your podcast. Aww. It's super interesting. That's so sweet. I know. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a fan. <laughs> My Twitch handle is NerdyNoodle16, and we sometimes stream some horror games if you want to come and check it out. I love the winky face that she put in. I love that, too. <laughs> yes, everyone, go check her out. She's hilarious, and I highly recommend it. I have a milder story for you, but it happened around November. My sister, her boyfriend, and my boyfriend all went to Myrtle Beach on a little weekend vacation. The place we were meant to be staying in ended up being severely gross and wasn't clean, so we ended up staying at some place, one, a lot nicer, and two, apparently haunted. (laughs) (laughs) After listening to the Different Types of Haunting podcast episode, which I love that she refers back to the episode. That's awesome. Yeah. I concluded it was probably a residual haunting, but anyway, spooky stuff. (laughs) When we were all settled in for the first night, my partner and I swore, all capital letters, we heard what sounded like a phone that was out of service. So I was talking to my sister about this story Uh today. And does 
that mean like when a phone goes off the hook and it goes ee ee ee? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> that probably sounded really weird. <laughs> but I was trying. Like I was like a phone sound or like that sound. So I wanted to make sure I understood as I was reading. Yep. We kind of ignored it at first because I was like, eh, maybe the phone fell off the line or something. Later that evening, I heard what sounded like someone open and close the front door. I was positive, all capital letters again, <laughs> there was someone in the house, and in typical scared fashion, I sent the boyfriend to check it out. <laughs> when he went out into the main space, there was no one there, and we chalked it up to maybe my sister and her partner went out into the space and then went back into their room. The next night, me and my partner didn't hear the tone from the phone, but my sister did. She said that she had heard the one the night before, too, and it was around the same time. We didn't find this out until the last night that they were hearing the tone noise. So I'm assuming they went through the whole trip and then... Yeah, okay. finally talked about it. Got it. We also heard what sounded like someone in the kitchen that night, and then the next morning we asked my sister and her partner if they had been in the kitchen around that time that we heard the noises, and they said no. That's that's creepy. Like, They're hearing like, stuff all over this place. Yeah, this place was definitely haunted <laughs> some sort of poltergeist. literally sounds like they're just like she said probably residual it sounds like someone just like came home went to the kitchen yeah. was on the phone what i love about this is that they like kind of kept their shit together the whole time like yeah they, like normally people would be like oh heard something in the kitchen not a mouse definitely something else we gotta get the hell <laughs> out of like, here both you know parties are hearing it and then like talking about the experience like on the last night yeah it's like what a chill group of people like <laughs> On the last night, we heard what sounded like someone opening and closing the dryer door, and again, the phone tone. When the phone tone went off this time, my sister and her boyfriend asked us if he had heard it as well. I said I thought I did, but I wasn't super sure. When we were driving home the next morning, after about two hours in the car, my sister's boyfriend, who is a practicing pagan, said, So, just so y'all know, that place was definitely haunted. (laughs) 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 That's great. I was a little freaked out, but also super interested that we stayed someplace with actual simple paranormal activity. Looking forward to more podcasts from y'all. Stay spooky. All capitals again. (laughs) I love that the listeners are coming in with the stay spooky back at us. Yeah, I love love that so much. That was that. It wasn't like a severely haunted story, but it was like a cute story. I loved it. Yeah, I I liked it a lot. So so cute that like they were all together experiencing the same thing, but then like also being like. Yeah, shit was haunted. Like casually as shit afterwards. Like yeah, they're they're both so parties are, are hearing like the same thing. And like on the car ahead, like hey, you know that place was haunted, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like nonchalant. <laughs> and we're just like yeah, that place still haunted. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for your um, story. And anybody that has other spooky stories, please remember to send anything in, whether it be about cryptids and any. You can send it anything, any kind of spooky or paranormal encounter that you have had or a friend that's had, family member, send in your stories, message us on social or email us, ghostencounterstories at gmail.com. We need some more stories and we'd love to hear about your encounters. Yeah, and even it doesn't even have to be you. You're right when you say that. Like it could be a family member, something that you've heard from somebody else, like something crazy that you've heard that has to do with some sort of ghost encounter. I'm down with it. Send in your stories. And don't forget to give us five stars wherever you're listening because it really does help us out. Yeah, and it helps new people find us, new listeners find us, I should say. Yeah, and please share it around, especially if there are certain episodes that you loved. Share them with friends and family. And if you want to give us feedback on anything, email us about that too. Yeah, because I love love hearing hearing the feedback. feedback. I love being able to change and adapt the show to what the listeners like. Yeah. 
Well, that's all the time we have for today. Stay spooky. And look out for the Jersey Devil. <laughs>